Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, it's Wednesday. We're uh, here on Hump Day, getting our groove on as we get set for divisional playoff weekend. Bills, Bengals. It's one Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, as always. And Bills back on the practice field today, albeit in walkthrough fashion. You get to this point in the season, and Steve can certainly address this better than I can. You're taking, you're taking the load off the legs, so they're fresh. Here in what are we now? Week twenty. We're in week twenty now. Is that what it is? Seventeen yeah, games a bye. 20. Week tw- week twenty. Yeah, we were, we were going to coffee. I saw Roger Saffold. And he goes, "Here he is, thirteenth year, week 20. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like an eternity to me. <laughs> But I know he, he was, and he was laughing. in the training. Yeah, room. he was, he was, you know, getting a massage or something. He was just going in to get some treatment. And he's yeah, right, man. I, I mean, I, I, you just feel, you know, you don't feel like whatever he is, thirty three or thirty four, whatever yeah. he is. It's uh, you feel like me now, sixty. <laughs> you know, and your body's your livelihood, like, literally. Yeah. So, but uh, they, uh, I, we got a chance. The media got a chance to watch a little bit of practice today, and I don't know what did you. Well, it was just a walkthrough. It was closed to the media today. Did you get a sense of what they uh, – of, of the, you know, perkiness in their step? No, I didn't. Did. I did. You they did? They good to me. Yep. Okay. Yep, they looked – We were only audibly hearing what was going on out there because practice was closed to the media. Uh, the, it was just a walkthrough, so you're not really going to see much anyway. Right. And Coach McDermott, when he addressed – Coach McDermott, when he addressed the media – said today that everyone on the roster was going to practice in some capacity, including the injured players who, in his estimation, are all improving. So that's good news. We'll find out officially. Now, the team has to give an estimate of what each player's practice participation would be in a real full-speed practice. That will be put on the injury report today, so we'll see what that is when it comes out later this afternoon. Obviously, you have two players who did not 
play last week. Jordan Phillips with the shoulder injury, Isaiah McKenzie with a hamstring injury. So it'll be probably most interesting to see where those players are listed in terms of participation, as well as Dane Jackson, who left last week's game and did not return. Coach McDermott did say after the game last week that if Dane Jackson had to return to the game, he could have. I just think Kair was playing his rear end off, and there's no reason to take him off the field when he's doing that. So yeah, we'll have to see what his level of participation would have been in today's practice had it been a full-scale deal. Yeah, and it's interesting because Kair did play well, got the interception, had a couple of PBUs. Especially along, the fourth down at the end. Yeah, lo- yeah and along with uh, Taron Johnson and Tredavious White. The corners played really well this last week against the Dolphins. It would be really interesting to un- to know if that would have changed had Dane stayed completely healthy because Kyrie played is going to play like he's going to play, and well, if Dane Jackson's not one hundred percent, certainly you would think Kyrie's going to get a few more snaps, if not, you know, start the game or whatever BCB two to start the game, even if they rotate. The, it, it'd be really interesting to see what the coaches, by virtue of who gets the snaps, what they thought about Kyrie's play. Because that's where you find really yeah. find out Coach McDermott what was, changes in game to game with the guys playing the way he is. Coach McDermott was asked about Kyrie today. He was reserved, I would say, in his comments about Kyrie. And I'll just say this. Across the board, since Coach McDermott has been here, he is hesitant to heap praise on rookies as a rule. And I think that's because out of respect for veteran players who have put the time in the reps in the years in fawning all over a rookie, I don't think does a coaching staff any favors in the eyes of veterans who have been here and, you know, paid their dues, grinded it out, etc. So I, I think they are in general pleased with Kyrie Elam's play but I don't think they want to give any – because somebody asked him, has Kair – is he there now? Has he gotten there? And Coach is like, hold on a second. That's kind of weird. Nobody's ever really it's a gotten there. question, yeah. Nobody's ever really gotten there. He goes, and if you think you're there, you'll find out pretty quickly that you're not. And we have to remember, too, Coach McDermott's whole philosophy is daily self-improvement. You're never there. Humble and hungry. You're never there. So you're always trying to improve, even if it's an incremental amount, the next day, the next day, and the next day. So it just does that whole question didn't fit into Coach McDermott's philosophy as a coach and the program you built. You're always striving for more. He handled it the exact way. Um, Yeah. And even Kair will tell you that. I mean, he's. Well, he's got that DNA also. For the time time being, yeah, he he had a good game. And that's about where it starts and finishes. Yeah. Now go out and do it again if you get um, an opportunity. Yeah. Raise your level of preparedness, therefore raising your consistency, and therefore raising your, you know, your ability to play well week in, week out. Don't ride a roller coaster of a young player. Certainly he was a high, on a high this last week. Um, and, you know, against some two pretty good receivers, two really good receivers and a pretty good tight end, pass-catching tight end. But, you know, now the – the stakes are higher, and the competition's better. I mean, these three guys you're going to face this week in Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, these guys can really go. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to play better this week in order to get the same results you got last week, I think. 
Some interesting uh, other developments. Coach McDermott did reveal that DeMar Hamlin is back in the facility and, you know, on a on a relatively daily basis. He is not doing a whole heck of a lot at this point. He's here. He's still going through his own recovery. So they're trying to slowly and steadily reacclimate him to his professional setting. He's not sitting in on meetings yet, but they're giving him just a little bit to chew on each day. I think the coaching staff, as well as the organization, realizes that him feeling like he is a part of it again is good for his recovery. Don't you think? Absolutely. It would, yeah, for all of us it would. And I think he's no different. So, yeah, I um, I think they're doing everything they can to make him not that feel like he's a part of it. Right. And I think they did the same thing for Micah when he was out and the same yeah. thing for Von Miller when he was out. And that's the way they do things here. And not only that, it also it does help the guys who are in the game to have those guys around because it, it for if for no other reason, it keeps the family together. You're not missing a guy. And that's big at this time of year. And they can always chime in. They've got experiences you don't have. They got a voice that you don't have. And you got and in games like this, it feels good to have somebody to listen to who does have those experiences. So, yeah, it's it's good culture, and it's something I think that pays benefits, whether they be intangible or tangible. It's it's a great way to be and a great place for the organization to be in particularly in the case of DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. So we shall uh, see what comes of that. But it, as Coach McDermott put it, it's just a small step at a time in terms of giving DeMar things to focus on, you know, on the days in which he shows up at the facility. As we said, not in team meetings as of yet, but trying to reacclimate himself, um, you know, to – being a professional athlete for those that don't know he is on injured reserve so he's not even a remote consideration as far as practicing or doing anything like that um and he got put on ir i think it was last week or the week before uh, and understandably so don't want to take up a roster spot with somebody that's in the hospital when you can get another player i mean i know that might sound a little cold but it's part of doing business here in the league unfortunately uh, the offensive coordinator for the Bengals, Brian Callahan, spoke to the media in Cincinnati today, had a couple of interesting comments. Among them, he said, at this point, it's whatever it takes to win. The kid gloves are off, and he was asked a lot about his offensive line, as you might expect, Steve, with the injuries they have up front. What was interesting was Jackson Carmen was the player selected to replace Jonah Williams in the game last Sunday night against Baltimore when Williams went down with the dislocated kneecap. But on the depth chart, it's Deontay Smith who's listed up listed as the backup offensive tackle. And so Callahan was asked why Jackson Carmen over Deontay Smith and Zay Prince, who's another backup offensive tackle. And Callahan said just felt like his size, strength, and experience would be an advantage for us. Now, where does it go from here? He said that he thought Jackson Carmen did a nice job of taking on the role, said he did a good job of growing up. Now, Carmen is a Clemson product, and he did play offensive tackle at Clemson, so it's not like it's a foreign position to him. 
Um, could be Clemson on Clemson on Sunday. Shaq Lawson against Jackson Carmen. That'd be interesting. So we'll see. That's the anticipation. The anticipation is if Jonah Williams can't go, it will be Jackson Carmen at left tackle, even though he's listed as a backup guard. So we'll have to keep an eye on that, see where it goes. No word yet on practice participation from the Bengals. We anticipate that'll be coming in short order here. Um, but they have three linemen who are up in the air and question marks or two linemen. We already know that Lyle Collins, the right tackle, is lost for the season with his injury, suffered a few weeks ago. Right. So Akeem Adenogy is their starting right tackle, as he has been for the last three games. Left tackle is the question mark, as is right guard, where their starter Alex Kappa is week-to-week with what has been reported to be a high ankle sprain. So things to keep an eye on as far as the Bengals' side of the injury list is concerned. So we'll try to pass that along to you if, in fact, it becomes available before we are off the air today. Around the NFL we go, Steve, and as we know, Teams that are not in the playoffs, there are five teams looking for head coaches. There are also a handful of teams looking for new coordinators. Among them, the New York Jets, who, according to reports today, are looking at Nathaniel Hackett, the fired head coach of the Denver Broncos. He is interviewing today for the offensive coordinator post with the New York Jets after they parted ways with Mike LaFleur. I'm shocked. Around the NFL, incidentally, presented by Kaleida Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. Steve, what do you think of this theory of mine? Interview Nathaniel Hackett. See if he has a chance of luring Aaron Rodgers via trade. That's what the Denver Broncos thought they could do. Failed miserably. They settle for Russell Wilson. Are the Jets foolish to think that if they hire Nathaniel Hackett, who worked with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay for a few years, can possibly lure Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets? Is that foolhardy? I think foolhardy is an understatement. I think that's cray-cray. And why is it cray-cray, Steve? Tell us. Well, because Nathaniel, I can't imagine a point in Nathaniel Hackett's coaching career where his star was less than what it is now. He couldn't – Russell Wilson – Well, he wrecked Russell Wilson. He wrecked him. Yeah. I mean, Russell – and you can say what you want, whether Russell Wilson's washed up or whatever. At least Russell Wilson's a veteran who can do some things. He was horrible not to for, Russell Wilson. Not for nothing. After Hackett got fired, Russell Wilson actually played a pretty good game in Week 18. Yeah, right? So, no. If they're thinking Nate Hackett is the way to get Aaron Rodgers. I, I can't think of any other reason why you would interview him right now. He's, a, he's on a list, maybe, because he's on a list. He's got some chops. Now that he's been given a chance at a head coaching job, which he could not fulfill for more than 11 months. It's the jetsiest of jet the, things you could do. It is so jetsy, and that is it's such a mistake. <laughs> it's so jetsy. Love it. <laughs> it's so jet. We are back on track to celebrating the jet draft again here in Western New York. Ugh. When they come out and draft whoever whatever they do, they're going to draft a Well, they need offensive linemen for sure. They yeah. in the worst way. And you know what that means they're going to they're going to draft another fullback number 1 overall. Roger Vick. They're going to dra- I remember gonna, Roger Vick. They're going to draft a fullback. No, they'll uh, yeah. Oh. 
that is so that is such a bad form of logic. I and I'm not going to read into anything, and I haven't heard what they were thinking and their their logic behind interviewing Nate Hackett. But man, I can't imagine a guy who's less attractive at this point of his coaching. Now, Nate's had some. He's got some chops. He's been around the league, like you say, Coach Rod. He's been around. Guys know him. He's got a name, and his you know his dad was also a, a guy who you know coached in the league a long time. So he's you know he's got that in his DNA. But I'm telling you what, no way. Speaking of no way, Steve. I mean, what they should get Frank Reich before they get Nate Hackett. Speaking of no way, Dolphins passing game coordinator slash quarterbacks coach Daryl Bevel has told the Jets and Commanders no thanks on the OC job. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I, good over here. I have said it. I'm good over here. <laughs> I'm good over here down the ranks as opposed to going to the top of your pick. I am going to stay tell you quarterbacks, right now, Coach. I, we said we had this conversation weeks and months ago, at least maybe during the first part of the season when the, when the commanders were relevant, at, you know, before they got started. I think people outside the National Football League would be surprised, if not shocked, at the amount of jobs that are no thank you'd by head coaching candidates and other candidates around the National yeah. Football League. We're just talking about coordinator for right. the commanders and the Jets. Right. And Bevel's like, it. I'm good. Right. And I think for two reasons. For the Jets, it's what's your plan at quarterback? I don't want to be right. the I don't want to be the guy holding the bag on that. Right. Number one. For the commanders, it's aren't you guys for sale? Who's to say that that whole coaching staff doesn't get bounced when a new owner comes in? Like, There's that. I don't know if you can rule that out. You can't. There's uncertainty there. And it's Certainly. uncomfortable uncertainty for perspective. And it could be something else, too. It could be a family thing where he wants to stay in South sure. Beach. He might say, listen, I, Mike McDaniel, I'm learning some stuff from this guy. I love his system. He's maximized a quarterback. I didn't think we could get that out of. I'm going to stay here and learn. I'm, this is a better spot for me than going and trying – trying to scrape through the ashes of two different franchises and come out with, you know, something. Scrape through the ashes. <laughs> oh, my God. Steve, you're a poet. You don't even know. Right? I mean, that he's, he's – because, listen, I don't, and I don't know how – I have no idea how old, how old he is. He may know he's got decades ahead of him, and, and the opportunities are as important as the title. Yeah. So good on him. And, I, and I'll say it again, I think people would be shocked at the amount of jobs that are, that are yeah. silently passed upon. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport is reporting that the Falcons are interviewing a longtime respected defensive coordinator and former Broncos head coach Vic Fangio for their vacant defensive coordinator job. Uh, he was a defensive consultant with the Eagles last season, so... That would be a good get for head coach Arthur Smith down in Atlanta. You can get Vic Fangio for your defensive coordinator job. Uh, we also have seen that the Patriots have requested permission from the Minnesota Vikings to interview wide receivers coach Keenan McCardell for their offensive coordinator position. Um, he's on a list of candidates along with Bill O'Brien. Uh, there is a member of the Patriots staff Nick Cayley, who is also a candidate for the OC position in New England for a promotion. 
We'll see where that goes. There's it's the coaching carousel, Steve. You know how this goes. Uh, Frank Reich was mentioned as a possible candidate for the Chargers OC job, mm-hmm. which would be a reunion of sorts, right? Because he has coached there previously in that role. As a matter That's of correct. fact, um, I've seen his name circulating in other places Carol- too. He enrolled for the head coaching job at Carolina. Carolina. That's the one I saw, and he, and he has he has history there as a former yes. player. That's right. He threw the first touchdown in franchise history. Um, yeah, so that some of these guys are all getting looks, and there are there's a lot of old names. There, I mean, Jim Haslett's name has been thrown around in this. And, wow, um, not in not in so not so much in the Carolina job, but in other jobs around. He's had he's been you know so one coordinator post has been filled. The Browns hired defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, former Bills DC. He's been hired in Cleveland to be there. New defensive coordinator. He replaces the uh, fired Joe Woods. So that position has been filled, and more will be filled in the coming days. I thought the most interesting one, Steve, was Ben Johnson, the red-hot offensive coordinator for the Lions. He is going back to the Lions. He has decided not to take or keep himself in the running for any head coaching positions at this point in time, and I think that's a good move for him. Um He's shown he can do a lot with that offense. They had a couple more pieces. Look out. I mean, he's really made Jared Goff look like a solid, consistent quarterback this season. And that was a team that was scoring points this year. I mean, they gave the Bills all they could handle on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, you know, there for a lot of people who had – because I think Sean McVay gave up on Goff in L.A., a lot of people thought, well, he's, you know, he's done. He's not good enough. And yeah. quite frankly, there are – other coaches out there who approach it from a different angle can get more out of the guy and and do well with him. Um, now, certainly, Dan Campbell, you can say what you want about Dan Campbell and the Lions. They didn't get to the playoffs at all. They didn't get to the playoffs. And the quarterback is always a big reason why. So maybe Sean McVay can still say, hey, I'm right, and they're wrong. But certainly, Dan Campbell and his staff see enough in Jared Goff to – They were 9-8 this year. Yeah. To, to get it done. And, you know, I, 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 Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff. No question. So, yeah. if you're going to trade, do it. I don't know if he's worth two ones and a two for Jared Goff. Much more than Jared Goff. But that's what they gave up to him for yeah. him. So, yeah. I, it's really interesting to see what some coaches can get out of players and what some coaches cannot. The, hence, Brian Dayball in New York Giants this year. Hence, Daniel uh, Jones looked like a world beater. Mike McDaniel with Tua. Yep. Um, you know, they there's coaches out there who are good enough at the human side of the game to give guys an opportunity to thrive in a different environment. Sean McDermott, I mean, point in case, when he showed up, how things changed in this building. Um, and players thrive. Certainly they're all – most of the – I think maybe every single player in the building now is a Sean McDermott player. I think they are, right? Well, Shaq was here before he arrived. Well, then he left and has since come technically back. Technically, that that's well, a Sean McDermott guy. And Reed Ferguson. Those, I think go. those are the only two guys. So, yeah, that, um, but he took that the – That predate McDermott. It's like the old Bum Phillips thing. And for those who don't know Bum Phillips, he coached the Houston Oilers with Earl Campbell back in the early 80s and late 70s. Late 70s. And he said, that, he said this about Don Shula at that time. He said he can take his he can take hisens and beat urines, and he can take urines and beat hisens. 
he's a really good coach. Right. So uh, some guys are gifted like that. Some guys are gifted like that, and they can they just get more out of it. And Sean yeah. McDermott certainly has is one of those guys, Dayball and guys around the league. One player personnel note from around the NFL. The Cowboys are sticking with kicker Brett Maher. They expect him to rebound against the 49ers. For those who don't know or didn't see Monday night's wildcard playoff game between the Cowboys and the Bucks, he missed four extra points in the win by the Cowboys. At least he picked a good game to do it, whereas extra points didn't mean a whole lot in a game that the Cowboys Did ultimately you? won 31-14. to I've got to ask you this. Did you see the one that showed on the sidelines, and maybe it'll show up in our highlights that we're showing right here, of Dak Prescott getting mad at him when it went 18-0? Was he mad at that specifically, or was yes. that just a camera catching no, him at a that, bad time no, and I the context? Was, it was about the kicker, yeah. It was? Yeah. I, I find that troubling about Dak. Certainly it's the heat of the game and all that, okay. But it's a good thing. Dak's teammates don't treat him like that when he pulls stunt. I mean, he didn't miss field. But yeah. when you come out and throw a bonehead throw or do the stuff that looked the way Dak looked in week 18, you yeah. think anybody was saying that about him on the sidelines? They were catching guys. I'm sure somebody at, was muttering under their breath, well, son well, of a nutcracker. I mean, come on. And I don't know why. Stop this, throwing picks. I don't know. I didn't know that was going to be no good. I thought that would, well, I guess it has to go over the top and not touch it. Right. If it goes over the top, if that kick would have been six inches higher, it would have been good. Yeah. I Yeah, I I always hesitate when I see a player with a compromising reaction right after a bad play by a teammate on the field. Like, is that really in, in direct response to what happened on the field, or is it something else going on on the sidelines? I never know the context. And I feel like that's sometimes misleading. Kind of the way reality television cleverly edits reactions yeah. and stuff. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't the NFL it. is reality. This is the television. only reality TV I watch. That's right. But I, I always wonder, with all the things that go on on an NFL sideline, is it in relation Certainly. to something else or something on the field? Certainly it can be that way. I try to give those guys benefit of the doubt, but maybe it was. But I, I just thought it was troubling. I mean, how – I mean, I get it. He's coming off the field, and they've, they've scored three straight times, and the, the kicker's blown three extra points um, and on his way to blowing four. Yeah. He did get one at the end. Did he? Yeah, he hit his fifth. He hit the fifth one. Just let me say, wow. <laughs> I said, hey, he's, he started a new streak. <laughs> Brett Maher. Watching. And I'll say this. Brett Maher has been absolute money for the Cowboys he this year. He had a great year. season. Oh, really great season. I mean, there's like no doubt they're bringing that guy. He's great, man. Like, he's our I guy. I think that's the only thing he's that's gonna getting like him another. He's going to be like Raphael Septien. I mean, that's the only those thing. Guys. Yeah, the, the way to, for wow, blast years. from the past. Right? Wow, so Septien. Those guys that Barefooter. They, they kick forever, you know, and – he was going to be. He could have had a chance to be one of those guys for the Cowboys, and I don't know. Well, I I would say that his body of work this season is probably the only thing that got him another week kicking in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, look, his Man. body of work has far outdistanced just what happened in this game this past week. Is it troubling? Absolutely. But we're going to give him a chance to rebound now. If he's in practice on Friday and he's spraying stuff all over the yard in practice. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those there, things where there might listen, be a late phone call. Mate. Listen, Brett, I know you had a tough game. Sorry, though, we're going to stick with you. You're our guy. I know that there's three other kickers now at the other end of the. <laughs> I know, don't worry, you're <laughs> oh, our guy. Gosh. You're our guy. 
That is how cutthroat the NFL is. It really is. You listen. You've oh, got to have Glanville a list. Jerry Glanville that said not for long. You got to have a list of well, players, that's of what, kickers, right here. That's like, hey, that's what pro <laughs> and, personnel departments and, exist for. If not Sunday night, Monday morning, the phone is ringing, saying, "Hey, how's your guy doing? Is he in shape?" Oh, there's agents calling. Absolutely, our guys, With kickers my guys that are in out of shape. work. My guy's in shape, and he doesn't miss extra points. You know what well, I mean? They like, say that. They'll they, sell it. They however say they that need anyway. To. But my guy's in shape. He's ready, and, and you should. Yeah, my my guy's the only guy. He's got the strongest <laughs> leg on the market right now. That kind He's of thing. Got the strong- <laughs> I love it. It's I true. love the cell jabs. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I, you know, can you imagine the kind of book a pro personnel director could write just on the phone calls alone they get from agents trying to, yeah. you know, convince them, hey, give my guy a tryout. You're going to want him. You're going to look good if you sign my fella. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. I, they could write a book easily right. with the cell jobs they get. Uh, topic of discussion today as we flip to Bills Bengals. What's your biggest storyline for Sunday's game against the Bengals? And tell us why. 803 0550 888 550 2550, the number to get on board. Or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. We will be bringing you post practice commentary from the players, including Josh Allen. And I believe we will begin doing that when we return. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.